This is an urgent appeal from the Disasters Emergency Committee. Hundreds of thousands of people have fled their homes to escape conflict in Ukraine, leaving jobs, belongings and loved ones behind. They need shelter, food and water. You can help. To donate online, search DEC or text RADIO to 70150 to give £10. Thank you. Streaming 24-7, this is Brum Radio. Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit brumradio.com. You're listening to Interval Theatre, the podcast. This week I spoke to Tom Senior, who is playing Gaston in Beauty and the Beast at Birmingham Hippodrome. I'm joined on the telephone by Tom Senior, who is playing Gaston in Beauty and the Beast, uh, which is on at the Birmingham Hippodrome until the 26th of March. Good afternoon, Tom. How are you doing? Good afternoon, Dave. Yeah, I'm fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us for this chat today. My uh, pleasure. Um, so you've been in, as, as this goes out, you've been in Birmingham for a, a, a week or so now. Yeah. How's that going? What's, what's the reaction? It's been, been like? great, you know. Yeah, we've come down from Sunderland and, and Birmingham is just a great city and the theatre itself is, is pretty magical. It's lovely and open and it's just great to hear the, the raucous audiences. So it's, uh, yeah, we've really been enjoying it. It's quite a, it's quite a big stage on the Hippodrome, Hippodrome's actual stage. Um, has the production um, managed to scale into that space? It really has. And I was thinking that actually side stage that last week, I thought it's, it's much bigger than some of the stages that we've, uh, I, I would say bigger than most stages that we've played at but it has transferred really nicely into the theatre it lends itself to like huge epic theatres so it's it's uh, it's looking really good in there tell me about your role as gaston uh, what was your sort of um approach to coming to this production and what did you yeah. already know so i mean I've, I've watched the cartoon and obviously loved the the cartoon as as a kid and then re- I, actually i hadn't watched the new disney film mm-hmm. but then was going up for for the audition and thought i would watch the the film and, and loved it but actually they they don't want the part played like um like the the new the latest Disney film at all, they kind of wanted me to put my own stamp on it. So okay. it's it, the part is unlike the cartoon. It's it's unlike yes. the film version, and that's kind of like the show in itself. It's taken on a new lease of life and kind of a new energy and that's what matt west the director wanted really you know for instance the objects aren't a clock isn't a candle they're slowly um morphing into that as time goes on so the show itself has just taken on a different energy and slight different story or, or a message as such with with this sort of classic story um in there but it, it's taken on a, a new lease of life which is great I find that people going to see uh, productions that they loved as children, they really take ownership of those productions. And if they find minor differences, they tend to be like, I saw a difference. Um, Yeah. How does that feel to put your own stamp on it and then um, see how it's received as well? It feel it feels great because coming to a revival, you kind of as an actor and as a creative person, you don't just want to copy someone else. It's really nice that we were given license to do that, and whether the audience love it or not, then it's all down to the applause. And, and at the end, and I gather if people are standing up cheering and clapping, that, that that they're enjoying it. And the fact that it's you know sold out pretty much all year yes. is uh, is brilliant with, with it within itself so i think you've still got the, the story you've still got the classic songs you've just got different bits that will open up people's imagination more and feed them more into the story it's very heavily story 
based so people do find that they're going there and they're connecting more to the characters or connecting more to the songs because we're now not playing cartoon characters for mm-hmm. instance back in the day gaston was in a muscle suit he's not in any anymore he's just in a really cool um costume the costumes are amazing so people are just connecting far more to the story and far more to the characters because they're far more relatable at the moment do you think that when it comes to uh being in the performance do you hear the audience singing at different moments is that something you that do happens? yeah and depending on what sort of day it is if it's you know saturday afternoon or something like that you're getting people singing along clapping with be our guest or gaston like they know the they know the songs and there's also some really beautiful musical theatre songs that maybe the general public won't know because they won't have seen the original um, song but but Alan Menken some of his songs are some of the best musical theatre songs ever written um, that aren't even in the film so they'll get to be blessed with with those songs as well. Do you, uh, do you have moments where you're able to see parts of the production from the side of the stage yourself? Yeah we, we, we do you know unfortunately I miss Be Our Guest because we're, we're off stage then but you do see some magical moments when you know that the prince gets turned into the beast at the start or um, when I'm waiting to come on for Gaston you start to see Belle first enter into the castle as she first comes to see Mrs. Potts and uh, the wardrobe and things like that. So you do see some really great moments. And the thing about the show is you've got the castle and you've got the village and we're all kept pretty separate. So for instance, I never interact with the objects. I never interact with the castle until I break into the castle. Mm-hmm. Um, so therefore, it's really nice to watch your fellow actors side stage and just witness the kind of magic that's that's going on really. And it's lovely when you hear the odd kind of child or adult, you know, scream things out in the audience because it's brought back memories. It's it's nice as an actor to hear that. One of the things that I noticed when I've seen panto versions of Beauty and the Beast is mm. that the Disney version has different names for the characters. Um, yeah. And I found that quite quirky because the way that I think of the characters is through the Beauty and the Beast names. But mm. they've only been around for sort of thirty years. Um, yeah. Did you did you think about it in that in that sort of way in those in those terms? Do you know when I've done pantos in in the past and you get the different names, I kind of understand why they have to to do different names, maybe for copyright reasons and, and stuff like that. But it's it's really nice to do the actual musical, allow to sing all the songs, allow to be called by the proper names, um, and just do it do it properly, like really kind of embellish and witness the magic that Beauty and the Beast brings. And the number one thing that kept getting hammered into us in rehearsals is that this isn't a pantomime. This is a real story. We're telling a real magical story and we're trying to tell it to the best of our ability and move people. So whenever there was um, an inkling of of pantomime or tongue-in-cheek the audience, it quickly got um, uh, erased because that's not what we're doing. We're Mm -hmm. telling a you know, a classic story and, and pantomimes yes. do their own thing but the, the director Matt West was, was very clear on that this isn't a pantomime and I think that's that's the beauty of our production actually I've been very lucky to see Beauty and the Beast as a, a ballet as well mm, and that wow. was a very sort of a grand experience uh, everything mm. about this production that I've been seeing about it um, has suggested that it's grand as well does that scale uh, come across during the production? It's huge. Like, you know, I think we're one of the biggest touring companies that have ever graced England. Like the amount of lorries that we've got mm-hmm. is 
is it's a humongous show. I think there's about a hundred people inside the theatre at one time who are trying to put on the show of Beauty and the Beast. So that just shows the kind of scale um, of it. Of it, you know, the amount of money that's been spent on the show is is absolutely ridiculous. So grand is is a great work, but also there's there's grand at one end of the spectrum. But then there's also like real and powerful, and 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 it's so real and relatable. The show, you know, you're kind of witnessing real people on stage, and it also makes you get it almost makes you go, oh yeah, there, there could be a guy who is a beast in a castle somewhere in this world it kind of it really takes you to that place but also you can connect with the story more than i think ever before one of the one of the things that i have noticed from the tour dates is Birmingham is actually the seems to be the shortest engagement that you've got yeah and that's the three weeks is that it is yeah it is very weird actually and we all thought that Birmingham's such a great city and a great theater we would all like to be doing doing longer there i yes. think because we're in manchester next and we're yeah. in manchester for three months that's potentially why it's happened but we all definitely wouldn't be angry if we were spending two three months in in birmingham as well mm-hmm. but i just think with how it's panned out and obviously covid has taken a bit of an impact on some of the yes. venues that that we've had i, I think birmingham is just one of the shorter venues for some reason i i have been at productions that have uh, been been in this situation where they've sold out so well that you you would have wanted them to stay longer, and mm. I think there's always that element of um, not stay, not outstaying your welcome versus uh, being sold out. So it's it's really lovely to be in that position yes. where you're able yeah. to say that as well. It um, is, and it's lovely as an actor as well to to kind of witness that. I'm thrilled to be coming to see this production tomorrow. Um, I've been waiting to come and see it for quite a long time. Uh, we first heard that it was going to be coming to Birmingham probably about eight months ago. So wow. it was uh, one of those ones. And the Hippodrome really wanted us to shout about it uh, mm. when it first came around. So I've been playing tracks from no, Beauty nice. and the Beast through throughout. Um, nice. Have you got a favourite track? I have. Um, the, the old classic one is Tale as Old as Time. Mm-hmm. As soon as we all heard that in rehearsals, we were kind of all moved to tears because it brought us all back to our childhood. I don't think there was a dry eye in the rehearsal room. But then there's one that Bell sings at the end, and it's called Changing Me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's one of the great musical theatre songs. And I think, like I spoke to you about, not many of the the, the general population who've just seen the film will know that song, but there's so many of those types of songs that are like what I call earworms. They just get stuck into your head and you just sort of need to go back and listen to them again. We will we will play one of those tracks then for you after this that after this okay. interview. Uh, thank you. Just to say thank you so much for joining us today as well. Um, you can uh, find out details of Beauty and the Beast at beautyandthebeastmusical.co.uk. It is at the Birmingham Hippodrome till the 26th of March and there are like three tickets available oh, uh, really? and if you want to sit next to a stranger then that's that's fine but you will be sat, on, sat on your own without your friends so <laughs> uh, if you do do that it, there are those there are those tickets available and there are there, there'll be some returns but not very many at all and then the tour heads off to manchester as we said then it's going to london and dublin and it finishes in dublin in january 2023 um that's fantastic what a brilliant run through the year um mm. i'm very excited as i say to be coming to see this tom thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us about this today my pleasure thank you guys thank you for listening to this brum radio podcast don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app